Burlesque moms have it all. Careers, family, and that glamorous showgirl lifestyle. Okay, maybe it isn't always glamorous, but it's a lot of fun. And as a working mom, grown-up fun is not always easy to find. These are the adventures of four fabulous friends who just happen to be Burlesque Moms. Welcome to Burlesque Moms. We are Cabaret and Cocktails, a burlesque troupe out of Maui, Hawaii. We are Maui's cheekiest burlesque troupe. I am Sadie Vine, the divine double diva of Maui Burlesque. I'm Bourbon Lane, a warm shot of burlesque whiskey, and I'm indeed drinking whiskey. I'm Lily Olay, Maui's burlesque princess. And I'm Miss F-Bomb, the hottest weapon in the burlesque arsenal, drinking my chai tea with some bourbon cream. So a little bit about us. I am a sole parent and my son is three and he is extremely adorable and also extremely three. I don't know if it's some sort of overachiever tendency that he got from me, but he is very, very three and very good at it. And that's probably why mommy drinks. I have two young children under the age of four. My daughter Olivia is three and my son Hunter is seven months old. I am in Hunter's room right now because it is my quiet place. This is also my work from home room right now. My in-laws have been staying with us for the last four months because I had to go back to work. So they've been watching the kids. They came all the way from Canada to, to stay with us and watch the kids. So everybody's downstairs watching probably the Game Show Network on TV. So I'm hiding upstairs in Hunter's room making making burlesque magic. <laughs> I have two boys, Handsome Jack and Wicked Winston. And they are 11 and 9. I can't believe it. I also have four dogs, which you'll probably hear soon. Three little ones and one big one, even though the big one thinks he's little too. And then my fabulous sneezy boyfriend, Scott. But yeah, I miss F-bomb. Anti-bomb. I miss F-bomb. I am not a mom. I am anti-bomb. <laughs> I am a proud mother to two large dogs and like, I don't know, 60 chickens. <laughs> and whatever other critters come through my life. A spider in the corner, or maybe a cricket. A gecko that got stuck in a spider web. That is a legit story. You all know. We'll save that for another time. But yeah, I love being a uh, puppy and poultry parent. Um, and I live in my lovely house with my adorable husband and burlesque partner, Jason. When we dance together, we are Miss Riding Good and her Big Bad Wolf. And uh, we love our roles as auntie and uncle to all of their fine children. I mean, kids have been a big part of our burlesque journey. We started back in, I want to say 2014. And at that point, Lily was the only one with kids. But, and Jack and Winston were kind of young, but they were involved. They were definitely involved in our rehearsal process. They came to quite a few rehearsals and have been. Both Amanda and I have performed burlesque pregnant. Yes. Both Amanda, somewhat unknowingly, we did not know until afterwards. And she was like three or four months pregnant, starting to show. And we were all kind of just, you know, giving her space because she's putting on a little weight and we didn't want to say anything. Bourbon Lane got fat. I don't know. Bourbon Lane, you're a little... <laughs> 
That's right. Yeah, and, and then Jordan basically announced that she was pregnant on stage. It was like a reveal, and everyone was like, oh, <laughs> I did. My pregnancy reveal came at seven months on stage with a butcher knife. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. That was Halloween show, right? The Halloween show and my your light up pumpkin. My phone was blowing up in the background. It's like I did my performance. It's like ta-da! And then it was like ting 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 with the shade. Are you are you pregnant? Who? Yeah. Like me. Actually, before we get a little further into our stories and stuff, probably helps to let everybody know sort of our relationship of how this all started. I mean, we were all classically trained dancers, basically. Lily and Sarah grew up almost next door to each other. <laughs> no, literally next door to each other. Sarah and Sarah's my oldest friend. We've known each other our whole lives. Sarah and I met through Thriller. Was it Thriller? Or no, it was uh, Studio Mally. We were dancing with Allie. Yes, with Allie and then and then Thriller. So yeah, we um, Allie was teaching at the Studio Maui and we were taking classes out there. And then when Thriller came up, you joined the Thriller group along with Jason as well. You guys weren't dating at all then, but that's when I met both of them. And then what clinched our relationship was Cats. We performed Cats at the theater here on Maui and F-Bomb and Jason and myself, we were all in it. And that was a close cast because it was a lot of work. And we spent like four months spending most of our free time together getting in shape and figuring out the the music for Cats. And then, yeah, that's where, yeah, yeah. F-bomb was bomb ballerina. And so every all the kids used to call her Auntie Bomb. So Auntie Bomb came before F-bomb. And then Amanda, if you want to tell you tell how you, how we got you involved. I was totally tricked into this whole thing. So I teach or taught or teach, I guess, uh, pole dancing and aerial. And Sadie Vine and Miss F-bomb came to one of my intro pole dance classes. And it was very clear that they were dancers. I mean, there's some people come in who are, which foot is my left? I don't know. Oh, these are hands. You know, these were very accomplished dancers. And so they picked up on everything right away. And I don't know if it was the first class or maybe like the second, but Miss Stefan invited me to her wedding. <laughs> and I remember thinking, uh, that's weird. <laughs> I just met her. That seems weird that she'd want me to come to her wedding. But okay, I'll go to your wedding, stranger. So I showed up and uh, it was a beautiful wedding. I, uh, an awesome wedding, super fun. Actually, I, I think I met like everybody, like all her people, all, all the people. Also good for you. You're one of the few people who remember that evening. <laughs> so I met like all of your friends and, and your husband and obviously uh, he was there and everything. And it was sort of like Miss F-Bomb knew. She knew that I was going to be, that I was people. And I was kind of, I'm just like the antisocial one. So she was the one who was like, no, I'm, you know, Bourbon's going to be part of the group. Yeah. we After that first class, Sarah and I walked out and I was like, yeah, she's heart people. She belongs with, with, with us. I'm pretty sure what she said was she's the cross between F-Bomb and Allie. Yep. And we're like, yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Allie is amazing, an amazing, amazing instructor. So I'm happy <laughs> to have that uh, accolade, I suppose. But it was a few weeks later that and it comes down to like the, the whole the whole thing about having a dance instructor that you kind of hate because they <laughs> they make it hurt. But you know that that's why you're there. And so you love it. So it's this real like S&M type relationship of you want a dance instructor who's fucking evil 
because that's where you get the good work. <laughs> they push you real hard. And Allie does that. Allie, Allie giggles when you, you're like, we're all, we're all mad at him and like swearing while we're doing planks. And he's just, <laughs> and you're the exactly the same way. So you're basically saying I'm evil. Yes, it's it's the line from Legally Blonde, the the musical where Brooke is doing her little exercise video, and this girl comes up and goes, "I hate you, Brooke, and I love you for it." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I might have missed my calling as a dominatrix. I mean, that's quite. That was really my next career. You still have time. You got time. But it was after the wedding, a few weeks later, I had my first burlesque rehearsal, let's call it rehearsal, which was mostly just getting me drunk with an obscene, obscene amount of wine. But during that rehearsal, everybody pretty much asked me if I would, you know, take off my clothes um, <laughs> and replace her with Lily. So Lily had an obligation with her kids and couldn't do this show that they'd already booked in Oahu. And so they needed somebody on Oahu and they needed somebody to fill in and they and like Miss F bomb had decided it was going to be me. So I agreed, thinking like, ah, I don't know anybody on Oahu. Like, psh, I'll take my clothes off there. Yes, no big deal. And then they proceeded to teach me the 400,000 high kick routine. So it was like I was gonna taste my medicine because I was not prepared. I mean they're all everybody else is are very like classically stayed in dance for a long time. Like I was a a shitty ballerina and they're like here's 50,000 high kicks that we've already been doing for months and years and we've known and just do these high kicks and then take off your shirt and then your bra and your dress I'm like okay for Lily gnarly let's pop your cherry with 50,000 high kicks in a very unsupportive bra so to be honest, there was no obligation with my kids I was just so intimidated by that dance number I think I just made something up like Oh gosh, no, it's Jack's second unbirthday. I gotta stay around because that dance was so gnarly. Gee whiz. But I thought it was done after that. After after the weekend, I was like, oh, like that's all. Like I just I filled in for Lily <laughs> and now I'm done. That was cool. And Miss F was like, no, no, you're part of the group. It's blood in, blood out. I mean, like you're in the group. <laughs> You're in. Blood in, blood out. <laughs> the fish head, I think, clinched it. Once you did the fish head number, then there was no backing out. You were one of us. One of us. What was our first group number with Amanda? Or whatever. What's your name? Bourbon? Yeah. <laughs> was it Kokomo? Golden Girls? Was Golden Girls? No, it was Golden Girls. Because I came, it was because I came to rehearsal in my Golden Girls Target find, and I was so proud of it, and we were standing around your counter, and I looked at my shirt, and then I counted us. I went, one, two, three, four. We did you Golden Girls. We did we did robots before that, but it was kind of only partly partly bourbon because she was still kind of recovering from babies. So, yeah, so you weren't really in robots, though. You were in it, but not really. Yeah, I mean, I did that like tiny bit of the pole at the top, and yeah. I, but I just, I mean, I was. Yeah, you were the waitress. <laughs> That's another funny story. I was like a few weeks postpartum. I hadn't been cleared from my doctor to do anything, and I was like, I'm going to do this anyway. My doctor's like, seriously, you can't move for six months. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do a burlesque performance and climb a pole. Climb up the pole. Why not? But it was the first time I had left my son 
and I was breastfeeding at the time. And by the time we finished that number, my boobs were huge and rock hard and so painful. I'm like, I got guys, we got to finish the show. The funny thing is, this is not like that instance was not the first time that this had been a like burlesque problem. I had seen this backstage before with other people, like other moms who were performers being backstage and just being miserable because their boobs were huge and so full and like their baby wasn't there but to eat and there was just what was the awful. first number that we were being like what can we do how do I oh god like how do I help they're like at attention they look amazing but they feel awful and you're looking at somebody who's supposed to be up there rocking it all sexy and they just hate their life like <laughs> ah breast milk I think Sarah has the best pregnancy burlesque pictures, though. Those were so good. I, I, yeah, I have no pregnancy pictures. I mean, the only problem was that for a while they were like my only solo burlesque photos, and I was eight months pregnant in them. Why? So I, I like we had to crop up like <laughs> boobs up for some of them because it's a great photo, but I'm hugely pregnant in it, which <laughs> most of the time I'm not anymore. So. <laughs> You were pretty pregnant when you did the one performance of, was it, it was Love Potion. You, you were what, like seven or eight months pregnant? You were pretty big. No, I was, I was probably like five months pregnant. So it was like, I think there were some people, I was wearing a gown. So I started a gown and then I went down to like bra and panties. And I'm pretty sure there were some people in the audience that when I was wearing the gown, didn't know I was Wait, pregnant. And so it wasn't belly. until after I had taken the gown. I remember rhinestoning. I remember rhinestoning your pregnant belly. We did put rhinestones on the belly. Normally, normally in that number, I wear an underbust corset, but not this time. Yeah. That was what, Love and Lust? Yeah, that was Love and Lust. Oh, my God. That was the only number I did in Love and Lust. You took my place for Crazy in Love. Oh, yeah. I was not, we were trying to make that a four person number. We were trying to do that. As and that was the first time that we did Sucker for Pain. Sucker for Pain, yeah. 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 I was not involved in that one at all. Yeah, Sadie was not involved mm. in that one. That was mostly just my inner torture coming out. And that was little. the last number you did before you had to, before you had to stop, Amanda, when we did on Oahu with Sucker no, for we Pain. Did. We did our witches number. We did flamingos. We did the whole, oh, the whole process. God. Had, There's so many more shows after that. Wow. We did our witch number, which, I mean, wasn't really dancey dancey, but that was a fun number. We should, you know what we should do yeah. is when we get to like a, if we, if we do a Halloween show, we should totally do a, that incantation. We should do it because I love it. We did this creepy yeah, incantation to start fun. the show and it's basically the recipe for a gin gimlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh. And we ended it with like a cauldron, a witch's cauldron, like hot tub party with all of us in bathing suits. Bourbon, you had the jack o' lantern in like one piece bathing suit with your little pregger belly. It was so cute. That was a fun number. Yeah. I mean, we did quite a few. And the Halloween show, that Halloween show was the last show I did before I had my kid because that whole, like, all the September, October, all of that, like, September, we were on Oahu for burlesque fest and we did well we did our show too and then we did our show on maui the maui burlesque fest with Redbone, and we did flamingos for that one and i, I did my contortion table thing yeah. and then we did sucker for pain and you guys did the poll number with lynn yeah we did the poll number with lynn and that was like the last time i could fit that black leather corset because it was a zip up in the front and i was like oh shit 
I'm going to have to tell people pretty soon that I'm pregnant. And we didn't know yet. We had no idea yet. <laughs> we didn't know yet because I didn't want to ruin burlesque. And the one who figured it out was Jim. Jungle Jim was the one who figured it out and was like, I don't know what's wrong with Amanda. She had no abs on that sit-up. That's just, I don't, I don't understand. I remember him saying that. He was like, I'm worried. Beautiful jungle gym who like basically gets a lap dance from bourbon, which is the only man on the planet who would not have anything like any feelings for that. He was like, boobs, great, whatever, lady, grind on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and bourbon does this like headstand lip onto him and I can't sit up because I'm freaking seven months pregnant or six and a half or pregnant enough pregnant enough man good times i know that was just like one like six month period of stories like we haven't even those are we haven't even gone to now when the after the baby like we haven't even talked about our quarantine stuff and our stories and like yeah we also haven't gotten into any of our our career stuff we're not only moms and fabulous aunties and, and pet owners but we all work too and i think maybe that's a whole episode in and of itself is just how we do work and burlesque <laughs> and work and mom. I mean, work and mom is kind of talked about a lot, but work and mom and burlesque all together. And yeah, thank goodness we have burlesque. It's not just work and kids. That'd be miserable. One thing too, that I think I find like, at least from my opinion, having watched all of my friends either be moms or become moms and watching kind of like how that changes how you present yourself to the world and who you are as a person. That's one of the things I love most about the fact that we are still a burlesque troupe is kind of dispelling that myth that once you become a mom, you lose your sexuality or like you can't be sexy. I think we're giving a freaking middle finger to mainstream and the patriarchy and being like, oh, really? (laughs) Also, I think it's important to note that we're not all nothing against 22 year olds, but we're not 22. So I think that a lot of that is also part of the burlesque culture that beautiful is beautiful no matter what age you are, how many kids you have. And I think that's one of the things that draws me most to it because, I mean, <laughs> there's so much other outside stuff that influences who you are. And and as for me personally, as a business owner, as a burlesque dancer, as a mom, as a daughter, as a sister, whatever, I have many, many roles that I fill. And I think that one thing that burlesque really does for me personally is allows me to have a creative and sexual without being, I mean, sexual-ish, I mean, outlet as a woman, but it's not dependent upon me being 22 and size zero and blonde with blue eyes. One of your best burlesque acts, Amanda, you don't take anything off. Like that, I love your mime act. You don't take anything off. Burlesque is... It's ageless. I love when you can go online and hopefully one day we can go see it in person, but the burlesque hall of fame, when they have the legends come perform and the women that are in their sixties and seventies and have been dancing and performing forever. And they're still so beautiful and so charismatic on stage. I love that. It makes me feel like after just having my birthday on Sunday and turning 40, that I still have another 40 years on stage if I want. If I keep working out, I could do dying chicken till I'm dead. <laughs> I think that's what's so cool about burlesque is burlesque makes sexy accessible to everyone. Because for burlesque, I mean, they're performers of every different shape, size, color, sexual preference. Like, 
it's all over the place. I mean, there are, yeah, like, well, we even have that in our group. We're all different heights and sizes and, you know, hairstyles and I have tattoos and you guys don't. But when we're all together on stage, we all, it all works. Like we're not, all of us are so different, but together on stage, it just makes a really beautiful picture where there's something for everybody. You know, I love that. I love that we don't all look the same. The things I love about burlesque, it's not only an opportunity to perform in ways that you don't usually get to perform, but it it's kind of given us the ability to produce as well and produce and direct. And I don't feel like I would have had that opportunity without burlesque. I, I you know, I, I, I mean, I probably could have pushed into theater to do it, but I never really had the desire. But with burlesque, I love producing burlesque and I love directing burlesque. That was one of my, my one of my favorite shows I wasn't even in. The Maui Sexy Sideshows is one of my favorite shows. I wasn't in it. I was in the booth directing it, directing the tech stuff, and I loved it. It was one of my favorite shows, and I had I, and I wasn't in it, but I love that it, that I that I have the opportunity to produce it and to be in control of that. I love that our main audience is women. When you look at our like I I'm I you know I'm kind of in control of our our social media stuff, and when you look at the responses we get, they're more women than men. I mean, we get the men, we get the men, not say we don't get the men. but we get a lot of women. Yeah. This is, this is a, an audience that that's mostly female. And, and I love that. I love that we are speaking to women with our sexuality and, and with our performance. And that's, that is what, so, I mean, from the top to the bottom, from producing, directing, I mean, we use women across the board for as much as we can. And, and I love that about burlesque. Yeah. That it's so it's such a supportive place for one. And you can go and be whatever representation of your sexual self is on stage. And then you have either a theater full of, or a virtual audience full of people just going like, yeah, girl, get it. <laughs> you know, Burlesque audiences are the best. They're always on your side. You can have everything go wrong, slip and fall on your ass get stuck in a zipper, have to tear your costume off. They are on your side. So that guy, when I fell into my cupcake and the guy was like, oh, she fell in her cupcake. And I was like, oh. Yeah, one of the things I really loved with our group too, being able to produce our own shows and, and kind of like take whatever direction we want. We also provide a space for other performers to feel empowered. But this way we can kind of create something that's our own and we have this other outlet where we can also create a space for other performers to kind of like use our platform as well, which is super cool. Well, I think it's also really indicative of what Burlesque does because we're all very different people, the four of us anyway, in general in our real lives and various levels of, of extrovert and introvert. And I think for me, at least, I'm kind of like an introverted, well, extroverted, introverted, introvert. I'm an introvert. I really don't like people. I like to be home. But like, I like to be home. I don't like people. I like to stay. I'm very prudish. Like you would never, if you didn't know me, you'd be like, she would never do burlesque. So I just think it allows a lot of variation in who you are. And it really, I think it gives you an outlet to be something that you are but that you're maybe not okay with being all the time. I'm like, I'm not a burlesque dancer at the Walmart. That's the nice thing. Yeah. Like if you see us out in public walking down the street, you don't necessarily see Sadie Vine or Bourbon Lane or Lily Olay or Miss F-Bomb. You see 
our natural habitat selves. So like who we, who we are in our everyday lives. Yeah. Having the burlesque outlet allows you to become, I, I tell this to my burlesque students all the time. If you've ever heard Beyonce talk about her performance persona, when you watch Beyonce perform on stage, you don't see Beyonce, you see Sasha Fierce. That is her character, her persona that she switches into for her performance. That's that side of her that she gives to the audience. It's pretty cool. <laughs> She's still a snack bitch for her kids though. She's <laughs> a burlesque mom we should try to get on our show. Beyonce, you want to be on our show? There we go. Hey, Beyonce. Hey, Beyonce. I like, too, that none of us hide our burlesque personas from our family or from our kids or from our friends. It's just, it's not a secret. It's just another part of my life. I have, what do we call it, our muggle job. And then I have my fun performance thing. But it's nothing like my poor boys, man. They have, If I'm working on a number, they have to hear that song so many times. Every time we drive to school, when we drive to work, they watch me practice it. So I love that it's not something that I'm like, my parents know I come do burlesque. They won't come to my show, which is fine, but they don't mind or, and they support me in it. You know, I just think that's cool. It's normalizing that for our kids. There's nothing secret. There's nothing terrible and scary and shady about being a, a woman who happens to be amazing. I think that that's something that all of us really are open with our kids. I think all of our children have been to many rehearsals, have seen all levels of the crafting process and the behind the scenes. They listen to our music. They've It's not clandestine. It's, it's part of who we are and they're going to grow up. All of those kids are going to grow up being okay with their sexuality and their um, expression of themselves because that's literally what they saw every day of their formative years. And it's okay to be creative and it's okay to be crazy and it's okay to be whoever you are without any kind of judgment. And I think that's tremendous because there's such a counterculture to that everywhere. I love the fact that you all are moms and don't hide the fact that you occasionally will take your clothes off on stage and, and that's okay. Like that's a big deal. One thing I want to talk about, I mean, I know we haven't addressed it directly, but Seth Baum is not a mom in the traditional sense. She does have dozens and dozens of chickens. So I think we can count that. But one of the things, you know, that they always say, you know, it takes a village to raise, raise children. And none of us would be able to do this if we didn't have our anti-bombs who were able to support us and support our kids. She's never had a problem with us bringing our kids into her house <laughs> to film Every single we, one of your kids have danced on Auntie Bomb's pole in the living room. <laughs> Jason as well. He's great with the kids and he's great at, at corralling them at times when we need them to not be there. And then, you know, they join in and they, they dance with us when they need to. But it takes a village and you need to have friends who are supportive. And we would not be able to do this if it wasn't for Auntie Bomb and her ability to, to support us and our kids <laughs> in this process. I also think it's cool that I am amongst a group of moms and that it's okay that I'm not a mom. Like I don't feel pressured that I need to have children or have that stigma of, oh, you'll change your mind. No, no, I won't. I'm good. Yeah. We have a, a pretty cool dynamic amongst our group and I love playing auntie. Uncle Jay's a pretty awesome uncle too. We're, we're super, super good with auntie and uncle status. <laughs> We have to have like the best support system in the planet. It's so, oh God, that's so awesome. It's so awesome. But yeah, like all of our, all of our people, like our circle is so 
supportive of all of the chaos that we involve them in and everything that we do. Do we have a way to close things up? <laughs> do we just run out of alcohol and we're like, all right, we're done now. <laughs> Is that how every show ends? We just run out of alcohol? No one wants to listen to us drone on while drinking. Well, mate, well, anyway. <laughs> uh, I will ponder that uh, in the next few minutes. We are Cabaret and Cocktails, Maui's cheekiest burlesque troupe. I am Sadie Vine. I'm Bourbon Lane. I'm Lily Olay. And I'm Miss F-Bomb. Thank you all for joining us today. Aloha. <laughs>